God has been doing some amazing things at Skybreak. It's evident. You can see it. You can feel it. And God is moving. And over the last, honestly, the last four or five months, God has blessed us with tremendous growth in all areas. If you hadn't figured it out already, the parking lot is full. (laughs) And here's the sad part. We've got people coming in and turning and going out because they can't get a parking spot. Our kids ministry right now is at like 95% capacity. Y'all have a lot of babies. I know COVID was, must have been a good year for you. But we're at like 95% capacity in our kids' space. We've multiplied rooms. We've, we've put them in closets. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. We're, just, we're meeting in any space that's possible. And it's obvious even in this room, we've seen growth. We're at about 75, 80% full almost every weekend. And so we have no choice but to continue to grow. To see 145 salvations just last month alone, that means God is doing something spectacular. So I'm I'm excited today to announce something that we actually have no choice for. But beginning on November 5th, we will be launching our second worship opportunity. We have brand new worship times at 9 and 11 a.m. Some of you are like, I got to change my time. Yes. Everyone changes. Everyone. You're either going to come an hour earlier, you're going to come an hour later, but God's going to still be present. God's going to continue to do His work. And we got to make more room for more people. Why? Because people are continuing to come. People are coming to know Jesus every single week. We have hundreds and hundreds of people that are being saved, that are being restored. We have families showing up by the droves, like with kids, like they just might as well just pull the train in and just unload. And it's amazing. And when God is doing something special, you want to get on the train. And I love preaching to a packed room. I think it's amazing. But who loves going to a packed movie theater? Some of y'all are like, you want to sit by somebody, but you want, you're still COVID distance. I want my six feet. So we're going to create some more space for more people to continue to come. And I want to encourage you, keep inviting. Keep inviting. In Zechariah, I believe it's chapter 5, verse 10. It says to, to someone reminded this, uh, somebody reminded me of this just a, a few weeks ago. It says, pray for rain in the springtime. What does that mean? That means like when it's raining, which is springtime it rains. The Bible says, continue to pray for rain while it's raining. What does that mean? We've prayed for you to be here. And you're here. But I don't want to sit on the rain that already came. I want to continue to pray for more rain to continue to come. For more people to continue to come. And here's the cool part. You know, if I were to ask you for $100, I believe many of you would would willfully give it. But if I asked you again, well, can I have another 100? Some of you might do it. But I said, can I have another 100? And I just continually asked for more. Eventually, you would get to a frustrated point and say, can you stop asking me for $100? Here's the crazy part. As humans, we get frustrated when people ask for more. But we serve a God 
who is a God of abundance, who doesn't get tired when you ask for more. And that's why the scripture says continue to pray for rain in the springtime. So we're going to continue to pray for more people to come fill this space. We're going to continue to pray for more lost souls to be saved. We're going to continue to pray for marriages to continually be restored. We're going to continue to pray for legacies to be changed and generations to come to know Jesus. Because I'm not settled with just good enough to heaven. I'm grateful that I get to go. Are you grateful you get to go to heaven? But it ain't just about me also about them the people that don't know yet the people that are lost and that are hurting and that are broken and that need Jesus so we have a job to do famous quote from our founding pastor is that there is someone within driving distance of our church we have a job to do and it's the part that I forgot to say is that there is someone within driving distance of our church who doesn't know Jesus we have a job to do and the, the thing is that includes all of us That's not just my part. That's not just the worship team's part. It's not just the kids team part right now, which can we give it up for all of our volunteers that serve every single week. And if you're, let me just say this, if you're on a volunteer team, can you stand? We want to honor you today. If you serve on any volunteer team in any capacity in our church, will you stand? We want to honor you today. We are grateful for you. You make a massive difference. You serve us every single week. You park our car. You hold our baby. You help us find a seat. You make us a good coffee when we need it. You put the lyrics on the screen for Christian karaoke. You come and you practice early. You warm up your vocal cords. And we're grateful. What that means, though, is we're not done. So I want to encourage you, if you're not on a team yet, those who didn't stand today, what are you waiting for? Get on a team. And we need you. We can do it without you, but we're better with you. Because God will provide what he needs to provide. He'll give us the supernatural power for what we have. God will work with what you've got. You may have a little, God can work with a little. The Bible says, but if you have a lot, you can do a lot. We want to continue to reach more people. So I want to encourage you, join a team. Keep serving, keep giving, keep sowing, keep praying. And if you're not on a team, get on a team. If you're not tithing yet, tithe. Why? Because we want God's blessing over your life. It's not about money to do things, but it is about your obedience to see God work in your life. And when you get that, that changes everything. Changes everything. So, everybody say November 5th two worship opportunities okay let's just take a quick vote the team wanted to put a QR code up and want you to vote and we're going to do that but let's take a quick if you think right now if you had to make a decision if I had to pull your leg so you got to make a choice right now how many of you think you're going to attend the 9 a.m. service raise your hand okay how many of you think put those down how many think you're going to attend the 11 you're like I need that sleep okay we need some of y'all nine people to come to the 11 Some of y'all ready to get up and praise the Lord. Some of y'all got kids. You're like, I need a minute. But we're going to have 9 and 11. We're going to get you to kind of vote. and We're going to help poll that. But, um, but join a team. Somebody say join a team. We're better with you. Look at your neighbor. Say, hey, neighbor. 
Keep looking at them. Remember, you got to know their eye color before you leave today. You're going to know that beauty mark exists on their face. Some people put it there today with some makeup. Say, hey, neighbor. Are you on a team? Let them answer you. If they say no, and both of you say no, to say, let's join one together. Join one together. They have a QR code, and I think they already put it up, a way that they can sign up to join the launch team. We're looking for a launch team to launch the 11 o'clock, 9 and 11. Do we have that? No? Okay. You're going to get one soon. Um, If they have it soon, we'll put it out there, but I'm excited for that. Um, Last weekend, we began our series, Real Relationships. Real Relationships, because we've been talking about we began talking about how to strengthen and build healthy, authentic, and strong relationships. Because we live in a day today where there's a lot of fake relationships. And there's a lot of disingenuine relationships that are not founded on godly principles. And we learned last week that in order for us to obtain the relationships that we want to have, relationships that would be sustainable and, and God-honoring, that we must follow the principles that God has set before us for our relationships. That anything that is not God's law or God's principle is just an opinion. And we don't base our lives on someone's opinion. We base it off of God's truth. And today... I believe that God has instructed me to do something very specific, something that is a little bit different. I believe that our first step is to have, or in order to have the authentic relationships is we follow God's principles. But the second step into that, what we're going to do today is to learn to give them to him. That's our second step. It's not our job to try to work on it. We'll get to that. But our second step is to actually give them to Jesus. Sounds simple, but how many of you know we have a hard time doing that? So I want to tell you right now that God's instruction to me this week was to give you the opportunity to give Him your relationships. So here in about 15 minutes, I have our pastoral team, myself included, and my wife. We're going to come down here. We're going to sing some worship songs. And all of you who would love to be prayed with today, guess what? You're going to have that opportunity. We're going to lay hands on you. We're going to anoint you with oil. Because I believe that there are some broken relationships in this room, or there is relationships that need mended. There is hurt in some relationships. Maybe you've faced some abuse. Maybe you're facing on the verge of divorce. Maybe you're looking for friendship and you can't seem to find it. Maybe a relationship has broken you. You need to give it to Jesus today. And I want to be able to pray with you, agree with you, and I want to do that with everyone who wants it. And if you don't want it, that's okay. You can worship and you can pray for those who want it. But we're going to pray for those in about, literally, my message today is like 12 minutes. I preached an hour last week. I don't know what happened. Somebody had to fire that preacher. Don't agree to that. But I want to read to you a scripture today that God showed me in 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. 
going to read out of verse 6 and 7 today. Verse 6 says, humble yourselves. Mm, that's hard to do. Somebody say humble. Humble yourselves. It means get rid of your pride. Get rid of your pride. Therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time, that he may honor you to a seat of service, in other words. And then it says, cast all your anxiety to him. All of your worries, all of your concerns, all of your fears, all of your cares, all of your doubts. Cast all of them onto him. Who is him? Jesus. Because why? He cares for you. He cares. We serve the God who cares. He cares. I want to preach from this verse today, and these or these two verses today, and I want to preach to you for just a moment from the title, It's Time to Get Rid of Them. It's time to get rid of them. Father, we thank you for your presence here today. We thank you for what you're already doing. We thank you, Lord, for what is happening in our church. We thank you for the growth. We thank you for the people that are coming in. No, God, it is not about numbers, but yet... It is about the person who shows up. And that person may be a number, but they're also a name and they have a face and they have a story and you love them. You know them and you want them in your house. So God, we thank you for sending rain in the springtime or the fall. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in and through our church. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in and through our own lives. And God, I pray today, as we dive into your word, as we unpack this, these two verses, Lord, that you would show yourself, that you would allow us to, to rely on you, that you would allow us to humble ourselves, to, to shed the pride that we want to be in control, to shed it all, and to be able to cast our cares on you, Jesus. So we pray, Lord, that you would speak to us today. Do what only you can do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everyone said amen. Amen. Give someone a hug. Tell them it's good to see them before you see them. Some of you are like, y'all hug too much. <laughs> we often get it wrong with relationships because we want control. Some of y'all thought I was going to ask you a question, and I didn't. Have you ever? I didn't ask that. But we get it wrong in our relationships because we often, too much, want control. We want to be in the driver's seat. We want to determine the pace, the route, where we're going. And too many times, we will actually go around God and His order because we want to be in control. As I began to study more on these scriptures, I believe that God showed me something that he wants me to show you today. I've, I've read these passages, these, these scriptures many times, but there was something specific that was standing out to me. And as I was reading, this word cast continued to jump out on me. It says, cast 
all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Cast. Now, to understand more about what this word means, I began to kind of dive into this word. What, what, what does this word actually mean? Well, the word casting, if you study the Greek and you study the original language and where it was coming from, it literally means to throw upon. It means to deposit with. So if you study the Greek, it was actually a term. This word casting or cast explains it like a man who would be carrying a heavy burden and then would throw it off onto a camel's back. Completely get rid of it. Throwing it off, carrying something heavy and tossing it onto a camel on their back. Casting literally means to throw it. It means to get rid of it. It means to offload it. And what I've come to understand in this passage is that the writer is instructing us that God wants us to throw our burdens onto Him. That we ought to throw our anxieties and our fears and our worries and our doubts onto Jesus. That we are to have a target in which we are to direct our anxiety. And that target being God Himself. To move from a place of trusting our own resources, our own strategies, our own ideas and our opinions and our perspectives to, to shift from trusting in ourselves to resting in God and His provisions. To rest in God and His ways. I want to tell you today that Jesus is willing and able to carry your heaviest burdens. He is willing and He is able. Willing and able. The problem is that we often cast our cares like a fisherman will cast the net. When you cast a net, how many of your fishermen in the room, you casted a net into the, the ocean or the, the river or whatever? When you cast a net, you are tethered to the rope that is attached to the net. Attached it, that's a new word. Attached to the net. We throw the net, but yet we want to hold on to it and keep a tether to it. Well, I'll throw it on you, Jesus, but I'm worried that you might take too long. So I'm going to hold on because if you don't move when I need you to move, I'm going to have to pull it back so I can be in control. Or, or, or maybe you throw it and you keep a tether because you're like, you know, my problem's maybe not that big. God's probably got other problems that are larger and more concerned about. He doesn't worry about, he's not worried about my, my, my needs and my worries. And my, he, he's got bigger fish to fry. He's got bigger problems to worry about. Or, or, or we throw our net out and we're like, but we, or maybe we don't even get a chance to do it because we don't think we're good enough to cast our cares. On Jesus. I've got sin in my life, God. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know what I did, preacher. You don't know the life that I've lived. You don't know the doubts that I have. No, it's pretty clear that we are to cast. We are to throw. We are to get rid of our cares and our anxieties. We are to get rid of our worries and our burdens and throw them onto the one who can carry them. We are not meant to carry them. 
They're not ours to carry. Here's what I've learned in my life. When I choose to worry, I put myself in control. But when I choose to cast my cares, I put Jesus in control. So when I worry about that thing, when I'm filled with anxiety about that thing, about that relationship, about, about that whole situation, I take back what I threw on Jesus. And that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. He, he wants you to take it back. He wants you to stay tethered to your anxiety, to stay tethered to your burden and your worry and your depression and your fear. And your, he wants you to throw it and hold on to it. But when you study the original understanding of this word cast, we are not meant to hold on to it. We are meant to get rid of it and put it on the thing that can carry it. And that thing, his name is Jesus. We are to cast our cares on him. It's time to get rid of them. Tell your neighbor right now, say, it's time to get rid of them. Now tell your second best choice that you didn't go to first and say, it's time to get rid of them. We serve the God that is the author and the finisher of our faith, don't we not? He is the God who says, it is my peace that I give to you. Not the world's peace. It is my peace that I give to you. He also says, come to me, all who are weary. All who are carrying what? Heavy burdens. And I will give you rest. He says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. That I am close to the brokenhearted and I save those who are crushed in spirit. So we talked about standing on God's truth when it comes to our relationships, to, to rely on His principles, His precepts, His statutes, His commands, His law, that we are to keep them in our heart, that we are to follow them daily, that we are not to live our life off of someone else's opinion. Someone that just said something on, on social media. No, we are to go to God's word and follow his word when it comes to our relationships. That is the first step to get his word in us. If you remember the illustration last week, we, had, we are like that glass vase where we filled ourselves with all of our own opinions. But when God comes in, it gets rid of all of the junk. As we allow God's truth to be poured into our life. It gets rid of all the things that are our opinions and our perspectives, our ideologies, our false theologies. And that's the first step. The second step is that we are to cast our cares and our relationships and we are to give him those relationships. We are to hand over to him our worries. We are to cast our anxiety about the situation we're in in our relationship to the one who has the control and the power to restore it. If I were to take an old car that was like a 1970 C10, some of y'all know what I'm talking about, some of y'all have no clue. Go look it up. If you're a car fanatic, you know exactly what I'm saying. If I were to go find one in a pasture that was completely broken down, didn't run, all rusted out. 
and I were to take it back to my shop, I would only have a small amount of knowledge to how to restore it. But if I go take it to the maker, if I go take it to the one who knows how to put it back together, who knows how to take time to get the rust out, who knows how to get that motor back running again, if I take it back to the originator, they know how it's supposed to be. They know how it was intended. They know how to put together what is broken and rusted and got holes in it and got all kind of junk in it. You got rats living in the glove box. Some of y'all got some rats in your relationships living in the glove box. Eating away at your electrical system, your mind. Just chewing away, chewing away, chewing away. And you're wondering why your gauge doesn't work anymore. Oh, this is for somebody today. This ain't even in my notes. This is straight Holy Ghost right now. Some of you are allowing the the rats and the, the fox of the vine, the Bible says. To tear it out. And you're like, why isn't it working? Because you got to clean it out. It's time to get rid of them. I'm not. My message wasn't to say get rid of people. Although some of you may need to. Some of you have a relationship that's not God honoring. Some of you have a relationship that that. Is not meant to be and you forced it to be together and God's saying, I can't touch that because that's not something I ordained. Some of you are friends with people who aren't your friend. They just want what they can get from you. And it's time to get rid of them. It can go that way too. There's some of you that, that have allowed the enemy to creep in to your relationships. If you allowed him to come in and start to deteriorate little by little, to remove the principles of God, to remove the things that God has placed in your life that's supposed to be there, and ask you the question, did God really say? Did he say, wait until you're married to sleep with somebody? Did he really say that? Yeah, he did. Did he really say that we are to be equally yoked before we get into a relationship? Yeah, he actually did. The enemy's goal, his whole directive is to separate you, is to completely destroy, to, to, to break apart the unity that you're meant to have with God's word and his people. He wants to do anything he can to make you divide. He wants to do anything he can to make you worry about it, to stress over it. Be like the, the, you know, when you get in your car and all your, your, your dash lights up like a Christmas tree and you're like, oh Lord, what is it? He wants that to happen every day you wake up. To be misfiring in every situation. To be worried and anxiety filled, full of depression, burdens ba- bearing down on you. But I love that God's word says that we are to cast all your anxiety. Not just the few things. Not just some of it. But all your anxiety. Somebody say all. We are to cast all of them. What may seem small to you is still big to God. You may be like, well, you know, like, I got this relationship and God really doesn't care. Yeah, He does. He really does care. It matters to Him that it's not what it's supposed to be. 
It matters to him that if you and your spouse are struggling in your marriage, it matters to him. It matters to him if you have a father who has a, 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 a totally messed up relationship with their son or daughter. It matters to God. And maybe you're the son or daughter. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to have a relationship with this person. I don't even really know them. Guess what? It matters to God. And he will help you. Maybe you're living in this world and you're struggling with just finding companionship and friendship. And you're like, man, I just can't seem to find friends anywhere. I was told advice years ago that says if I go out looking for a friend, they'll be hard to find. But if I go out and I'll be a friend, friends are everywhere. Maybe though you're struggling with just friendship. Maybe, maybe you've been hurt by somebody. Maybe someone has physically or verbally abused you and you don't know how you're going to continue to go. You don't know what you're going to do. Every situation you go into, it just bleeds into it and your worries and your anxieties are holding, you're holding tethered to them like a fisherman in the net. Jesus came to tell you today, cast all your cares all your anxiety, all your burdens, all your worry, all your abuse, all your fears, all your doubts. Cast them on Him because He cares.